Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yankee Stadium. They win the final game, 5-2, to two, to remain the baseball champions of the world. The Yankees, with this 9-0 crusher, have won their 17th World Series. The Yankees again are world champions. The Yankees win their 21st World Series. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Ball game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. What's up, Yankee fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Chase for 28 podcast. This is episode Mattingly, episode 23. Hey, that's something we could do. We'll associate the episodes with players. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, AJ, how are you, my friend? I'm doing better than the Yankees. <laughs> doing better than the Yankees. Nobody's blaming me for anything. That's true. I mean, there's three other teams doing better than the Yankees because for the last few weeks, they've been the third place in the AL East Yankees. And this week, they are the fourth in the AL East New York Yankees. Congratulations. Congratulations. I, I mean, we got some good stuff to talk about in this episode. And of course, huh? based on the fact that it's 2021, we're going to bitch and moan about a lot of other stuff. There you go. But first, we have our trivia question for this episode. And AJ, I bring you the following question. Who was the first Yankee captain? El Capitan. I hope El Derek Jeter's not your guess. No, it would not be Derek Jeter. No, don't worry about that. It would not okay. be Derek Jeter. Well, you and the person listening, I will come back with the answer later in this episode about the first Yankee captain. AJ, do you want to do the good, the bad, or the ugly first? I mean, you, you keep saying good. I don't, I don't know what's good this week. I, I don't know. So let's go, let's go with the, you know what? Let's just go with the ugly. Let's get it out of the way because everybody's talking about the ugly. Go with the ugly. All right, here comes the ugly. Do you still believe that you have the right staff in place to lead this team? Absolutely, yeah. Look, this everybody on the coaching staff has, has dealt with these players in the past. We've had some great offenses and some great teams. So, and, you know, nobody's working harder than the coaches. And, um, you know, the players, the most important thing to me always, any given year, is that the players respect the coaches, believe in the coaches, and that's absolutely the case here. What is your evaluation of Brian Cashman's job performance? Look, Brian and I have been doing this a lot of years together. Um, he's extremely intelligent. Like I said, he understands the deal when it comes to, you know, relying on pro scouting, relying on analytics, but also building areas that all teams are building, like analytics, like performance science. Um, we have we communicate very well. Uh, there's not much that happens without him running up by me first. Uh, he knows that's the way I want it. Um, you know, I think he's, I think he's done a good job. This, this team that we put together leading spring training was a very, very good team. 
and they just haven't played up to their to their potential that I believe they still have, of course, because um, it's essentially the same team, and I'm talking about the starting lineup that um, you know we had last year and the year before, and, and these aren't aging players. These guys are in their prime. Um, they just haven't played up to their potential, and that's that's been the, the big problem. At least they haven't done it consistently. That was Yankee owner Hal Steinbrenner on a Zoom call earlier this week. AJ, you made a lot of faces and hand gestures during that little piece of audio. Let's put that into words. What say you? First of all, I'll say he's not wrong. The players are not playing up to their baseball cards. They're not saying that since episode one, almost. Right. Right. So, like, I guess he's he he missed something the first three months that we that we've been seeing since then. Um, however, he's incredibly wrong that this team was well constructed. We've been saying that since when do we start? February. Basically, There's yeah. One lefty bat in the starting lineup who shouldn't even be a starter. One. You play in Yankee Stadium where the right field is like you can throw the ball over the fence. You know who I was going to bring up this week and who would who, who would who would who hey. would look awfully good hey. <laughs> here in the uh, in the Yankee Stadium hitting left-handed who they passed on no, in the offseason. Don't don't. I'm don't. going to say it. Don't. I'm going to say it. Doesn't make a difference. That no. Okay, go ahead. Okay, the only difference is, is because you're going to turn around and tell me that over the last 18 games, Kyle Schwarber would mm-hmm. not have hit 16 to 17 home runs. Correct. I'm saying that. However, maybe he'd be, I mean, he'd, he. Sh- it sure looks like we missed out on that. If not, just some of those numbers, being a solid left-handed bat. We missed that on Ken Griffey Jr. too. We missed that on Ken Griffey Jr. too. So. Well, he was never going to come here. That's a Right, he hated the Yankees. Um, hated the Yankees. But I'm just saying. You, you you can't get everybody, and and he is not a proven anything. He is the same type of player as Stanton. He is the same type of player, but he's left-handed. So what? He can't play a position. You just so said that that'll be our fourth a- DH. I, I want somebody who can play a position. Give me a guy who who bats lefty, throws righty, and can play the infield. We don't need another guy in our starting lineup that's a statue in the outfield. I didn't say can't, get even him if now. it's for a year. He can't be a DH. He can't play the outfield. We were fine. Look, our outfield was set with Judge and Hicks and somebody in left field. Schwarber would not have been that left field. There's too much room to cover for him. Not a good position for him. Judge would not be playing center field if Hicks was here. So while yes, Kyle Schwarber got hot, and he's hot right now, he's going to cool off real quick, right? The analytics don't show, because the Yankees are so good at analytics, obviously. They're like the Oakland A's trying to play small ball. Um, the analytics don't show hot. The analytics show this is what you do over your career. That's why Schwarber's not in the team. So I don't think we missed on him. He's having a good month. Had a good month, because I don't know what July's going to bring for him. My takeaway from that little bit right there is, again, we're missing that left-handed bat. You want an infielder? Who's the left-handed Hitting infield. I'm not even gonna say a power hitter, just somebody Odor, who's left-handed man. who can. Odor, it's the guy. I mean, psh, there was a guy named Francisco Lindor. Somebody like that might have been an option. Lefty infielder. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, only Clint Frazier would not be on the team. It's so unfortunate. Oh, mm. damn. Talk about talk about being missed. But in all seriousness, the Yankees are struggling this year. The players are not playing to their baseball cards. I don't feel. Brian Cash like Brian Cashman is doing nothing right now, so you can't blame anything for him. He's he's not doing it. He's not playing the game. 
he was the guy who put together the team during spring training, which was very good. You can see they were good. Now we have pitchers who are hurt, pitchers who can't use sticky stuff, pitchers who can't control a fastball. Um, we have an awful bench, so I put that on Cashman. Our bench, three guys, right? Tyler Wade, Odor, Higashioka as our bench. That's our bench. Wonderful. And as for Boone, I just I I don't know what his role is. I don't I I know he's a puppet. I think we all know he's a puppet. I don't know who puts together the order. We'll talk about that in a second. I don't know who tells him when to hit and run. I don't know who tells him when to steal. I don't know who tells him how to coach in extra innings with a guy on second base. I don't know who does that. So that I'm putting on him. So don't tell me the players aren't producing. How many times do we have to see a guy on second base not move an inch? Do something. Try something. You're right. In those extra inning situations, it shouldn't be we have to hit a home run. If you're in extra innings and you're the home team, just score one damn run. That's how it works. And you win. Just gotta score one. Well, score one, win. you win. Mm-hmm. And last time I checked, all the W's count the same. Right. Whether you win by one or you win by ten. And I'm, they I'm tired the of, And I'm tired of seeing like the Yankees having a guy on second, getting the third, and then a wild pitch or a walk gets him in. And they, they do nothing else. Like you, you gotta, you gotta find a way to produce. If your guys are not hitting the ball, you gotta find a way to get them to hit. Have him hit and run. Like those things work because you're putting pressure on your batter. The Yankees watch balls go by on three one counts or you know one one like in 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 obvious hitter counts. They watch the ball go by. For example, and I'm not blaming Judge for this. This is not his fault. The Yankees were down at Boston last Saturday. Okay, he is the go ahead run. Don't remember if the bases were loaded or if it was two men on. Uh, Adovino walked the previous batter maybe four or five pitches. He was all over the plate. If you were the batter and you are judge, what do you do in that situation? What would you do, Chris? Wait for the, you wait, wait for the meatball and be ready to jump on the guy's got to throw a strike at, the at some point. first pitch because that's what he needs to do. Because otherwise he's going to fall behind. You knew that ball was going to be there. Strike one. And now you're down in the hole against the guy who throws sliders where your weakness is outside low and away. Swing the first pitch. You have to. You know, I, I would have rather him end the game on a deep fly out or a hard ground ball than watch him strike out on a full count. Because when you strike out, nothing happens. Right. When you put the, and this is literally, this is what, you, what we're teaching our kids. You put the ball in play, anything can happen. How many times guy has do to we catch seen? it? Guy's got to throw it. Another guy's got to catch it. Things have to happen. We've seen when you Stan, stand there with the bat on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. We've seen Stan yeah. hit a 170-mile-per-hour mile ball to the shortstop who can't glove it in time, and the ball trickles into the outfield for a base hit. That would have scored two runs if he hit a 110-mile-per-hour ball. Like, that's the analytics part I think is very cool. That, that hit rate, that percentage. You hit a ball real hard. You can't move that quick. It's a base hit. Down and hard. Let, let me just throw it out there. We've known that, not you and I, but people who watch this game for the last 150 years right you hit the ball hard i don't need to i didn't i don't need to know how fast it left the infield all i care about is that it left the infield right same thing with exit velocity i don't care about launch angle all i care about did the ball go over the fence Mm -hmm. how fast what the angle who gives a crap right but it's cool to see some of those numbers sometimes i guess the difference between an out versus a base hit on exit velocity is actually pretty cool to me but anyway um if I'm a player on the Yankees and just heard my owner say that, 
I'm kind of hurt. I'm kind of hurt. I mean, I don't know if that's his hurt way to in a motivate good way, them. Like it will motivate me. Like, okay. So no, will that motivate no, them? I don't, I don't know if that'll motivate them because I don't think this, this type of player these days are easily motivated by, by that. I, I don't know how they're built. I don't know. I gotta be honest. I don't know what motivates the modern player mm-hmm. because if we look historically, let's go pre free agency that there alone. Okay. When contracts maybe weren't guaranteed when you had to work in the off season, right? The contracts are guaranteed, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the players, they don't look at the game the same way we do as fans. They lose a game. They've got to mentally clear the, clear the mechanism for love mm-hmm. of the game, mm-hmm. clear the mechanism to be able to go out there and try to perform again the next day. They right. can't carry the losses day to day to day. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a short memory. Right. Correct. Correct. But in terms of what motivates them, I think when they talk about what motivates them, they say things that they think we all want to hear. Yeah. And you, you can kind of listen to the players and, and you can tell that. And if you look at other teams, right? Mm-hmm. You know, coming out of spring training, there's six to 10 teams that have no chance at winning a World Series or making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They know it. Mm-hmm. They know the product they're putting out there. They know the players on their roster in their systems, right? Are, are we, are there, we know that there have to be owners out there that the baseball team is not their priority for winning. Like, they're making their money. You got the revenue sharing amongst all 30 teams. So if we're talking about what motivates, you know, it's the money, which is guaranteed right. on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Whether you win, whether you lose, doesn't matter. Garrett Cole, I heard this week, they were talking about his ERA now, which is not good. He's on our not hot list, Mm. but he is pitching the way he did in Pittsburgh. And the way he pitched in Pittsburgh was not worth nine years, $325 million. Nope. And now we've got Garrett Cole for another eight years and 300 something million dollars. No, it's funny. It's funny you say that. So I was listening to the radio the other day. And you know, as you talk about Hal, right? You talk about Hal Steinbrenner coming out and blaming the players for this. It, his father would have done something extremely opposite, right? He would have just blamed baseball. He would have come out and said, how dare you baseball, MLB, as we talk about Garrett Cole, how dare you change the ball when I build a team that's supposed to hit home runs? You change the ball. How dare you MLB get on the pitcher's I just signed a, a $300 million pitcher and now you're changing the ball and the rules. Like while well, we have our owner now telling, telling us the players are to blame his father would have blamed baseball. So this would have changed immediately. So like, what's the difference his, here? His again, dad George wanted would to have win blamed the game. Yeah. His dad wanted to win. His dad he would have blamed the money. manager would have mm-hmm. blamed the would hitting coach, the ball boy. Right. He would have fired that old lady who got the opportunity to be the ball, the back right. girl. Right. <laughs> Right. But it's just, it's just so different these days. Like he's not his father and that's, that's evident. Nobody said he was nobody, nobody's going to be George and nobody. And you know what? I'm coming to grips with the fact that we can't ever expect him to do that or be that way. Correct. Correct. That is correct. We're we're going into the all-star break. It is panic time because Joe panic. (laughs) (laughs) Who would actually be a pretty good option, but there you go. Hey, well, we'll get to the all-star break because that's uh, coming up after next week. Maybe we'll do a little halfway through the season all-star game special. That'll be fun. Uh, But speaking of the all-star game, AJ, a little bit of good news. Aaron Judge 
was selected to the All-Star game. So he'll be going to Colorado. I believe he will be a starter in the game. And this is his third All-Star appearance. And the only other Yankee who we may see in Colorado would be one DJ LeMahieu. And I didn't pay too close attention to how the All-Star voting worked this year, but they had multiple rounds of voting, so he could still be chosen, but he didn't make it through based on voting. But he is still eligible and could be selected. Also, and something I'm very much looking forward to watching and seeing how this goes down, Jason Dominguez (laughs) selected to the Futures game. So, And there's another Yankee pitcher. I apologize, I don't have that name of that young man, but there is also a pitcher representing the organization in the Futures game. It's amazing the the hype surrounding Jason Dominguez. Good, trade him now. <laughs> Don't wait. <laughs> it's not even like MLB's hype. It's just strictly, it's our hype. Uh, the pitcher you're referring to for the Yankees is uh, Luis Medina. Medina. Oh, okay. Number two. No, is that number two? Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, the hype behind Jason Dominguez. Dude has played like two rookie ball games and it's like the next coming of mickey mantle is here the dude walked and struck out he's dead (laughs) he's played one professional game anyway i look forward to the all-star break i'm I'm gonna watch the home run derby i get back and we'll we'll talk about that next next week week. other things going on in yankee land aj uh we made a trade you hear about this here he comes the savior here he comes here he comes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the uh, the Yankees oh, traded goodness. for Tim Locastro. He is a speedy 28-year-old outfielder from the Diamondbacks, and the Yankees got him for a bag of balls named Keegan Curtis, a double-A pitcher. <laughs> no offense to Keegan Curtis, but now Tim Locastro, who is, and I did say speedy in introducing him. Let me tell you a little bit about Timmy Locastro. So... LeCastro's calling card is his running ability. StatCast measures his average sprint speed. There's a stat I didn't know about till I was mm. preparing for this conversation. This season is 30.7 feet per second, well above the elite 30.0 feet per second mark with the MLB average at 27.0. And entering play this past Thursday, he was tied for second among all major league players with the Nationals' Trey Turner. LeCastro was 26 for 26 in stolen base attempts entering this season. And this year he is currently five for eight. And by the way, as I pull up his profile page, he has 31 stolen bases in his short lived career. And he's only been caught three times in his career all this year. All, all this year. Good. Get him while he's selling low. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he's got 31 career stolen bases. Now he's a Yankee. Yeah, AJ, will the man steal over or under 10 bases under. the rest of the season for the Yankees? Under, 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 under. Because what the Yankees are forgetting when it comes to speed, can't use the speed unless you're on the bases. And even this then. Year, this year he has 21 hits in 133 plate appearances, which officially is 118. He's batting a whopping. Ready for this one? Ready. 178. Boom. He fits in perfectly in the outfield. I was going to say, he'll fit right in the Yankee him, outfield. Tim Gardner Frazier. Here's what I don't get. He has one home run, two doubles, and five ribbies. Yeah, this is the guy right here. Here's what I don't get. I don't know if you turned me 
but I don't know how anybody looks at this team or says, we can still turn it around. We can still be positive. I did hear one fun stat, oh, and that was in 2009, the Yankees lost to the Red Sox the first nine times they played them. Currently, we're 0-6 so, against the Red Sox So you're saying in 2021. Having been, so you're saying there's a ch- slippy, slappy Swanson. <laughs> um. So welcome to the Bronx. Uh, Tim LaCastro will be wearing number 33 for the Yankees. I'm sure he's going to look a lot different in that uniform as opposed to David Wells. Probably a little slower in the too. number 33 jersey. <laughs> um, some other uh, notes here. So in the last week, so currently the Yankees are 41 and 39. Again, they sit Ew. fourth place Disgusting. in the AL East. Disgusting. Their record in the last week, one in five. Do you this know- is the worst week. I think they've had since we started doing this in the, the regular season. The only reason why they're above 500 is that streak where they were 23 and nine. Other than that, they've had a losing record the entire year. Yeah. Now I did. So hold on, real quick. So we're recording this on Friday, July 2nd. They are not playing the Mets as scheduled because of rain. A lot of it. this time of year. A lot of it. So two rainouts in a row, not rainouts. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah, rainouts, rainouts in a row. Yeah. They, they, they Post, got rained out postponed yesterday. So tonight's game will be made up on Sunday as part of a doubleheader. I don't know the details if that's split admission or single admission, but it will be two seven inning games against the Mets who currently are 41 and 36. It's amazing how different your record can make you from league to league. The Yankees and Mets have the same number of wins, except our team's in fourth place and the Mets are in first. And what does that say about the rest of the NL East quickly falling as the NL East gets hot? I would say quickly falling. So the uh, the Mets are forty one and thirty six. Uh, in the last week, they got swept by the Red Sox, and they went one and two against the Angels. The game that was postponed on July first will be made up on August sixteenth. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at. That's where we are. Forty one and thirty nine. Now, AJ, the other night, I was thinking, damn, they put up seven runs on Shohei Otani, knocked him out of the game. Then the rest of the game happened. And then they forgot. And they forgot they could still add more. No, no. Then they played like the Yankees. The current Yankees, not the, Bron- over not the, the Bronx Bar right. Yankees. <laughs> right. Then they went over the next rest of the game and scored one more run. One run. Pathetic. Giving up 11. Pathetic. 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 The Braves scored 20 runs that night. 20. The Yankees could yeah. have done that too. You know who I felt bad for? It was kind of made me laugh. Shohei Otani? Um... <laughs> No, I didn't feel bad for him at all. I did. I kind of wanted to watch him. Hold on. Okay. Two funny things. Go ahead. Uh, One is Otani related. The other just Yankee related. So I listened to Locked On Yankees with Stacey Gotsoulias, Mm -hmm. and that game was the first baseball game she's attended since 2019. So she didn't obviously attend anything last year. She hasn't attended a game so far this year, and that was the game she went to. (laughs) Did she leave the game early or something? uh, I don't. Maybe uh, she was the bad luck. I don't know from yeah bad juju Stacy. Um, by all accounts, I think she was there for the whole game because okay. that's the kind of fan she is. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Uh, the other funny thing, so Shohei Otani, right? Was he got 27, 28 home runs now? Twenty nine. He hit one tonight. Twenty nine home runs, pitching well. Life is good for Shoh- Sho- for Otani, right? So two things on him. One, two weeks ago on sixty minutes, they did a piece on Otani. Except it was weird. It was this whole piece on him on 60 Minutes 
that they clearly taped and recorded and produced back at the some probably the off season of 2015 before he was in the majors while he was still with his club in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, who will he go to? Who are going to be the teams who will be his suitor? So he hadn't, this was from like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was just funny because Kate, my, my wife, Caitlin, she, she was like, Oh, they're doing this piece on this baseball player. Come, come check it out. So I was like, okay. I'm like, Oh, I know this guy. Yeah. He's on the angels. But I'm like, but the whole piece, which aired two weeks ago, was from five years ago. Was that live? And they promoted it as a new... It was live. It was a brand new 60 Minutes. So that's one funny thing. Second funny thing on Otani. So after he does his whole Yankee Stadium, you know, he what? how many home runs did he hit against the Yankees? Three? Three. In the series? Yes. Okay. They flash back to a clip of Christopher Mad Dog Russo on his high heat show on MLB Network with Mike Francesa hmm. before he signs with anybody. Mm-hmm. So again, this is mm-hmm. probably a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And Frances is like, why would we want this guy? And just goes on like as, as you know, the, the the sports Pope did back in the day, just goes off on all the reasons why the Yankees want no part of this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think he's still sticking by that, to be honest with you. I think CeCe yeah. Sabathia gets on him all the time for the way he reacts to Otani because the guy is a monster. What the? Cuz? Cuz. Cuz. <laughs> You know what I've noticed as I've started listening to more and more of the uh, R2C2? Ryan Ruko is still a frog. Ryan Ruko is starting to get a potty mouth. <laughs> oh, good. Which you you wouldn't kind of figure. But it's like it's like nice guy potty mouth. Yeah. He's like it's not fake. It's fake. CC, but he's like... No, it's fake. It's Fugazi. Yeah. It's Fugazi. Yeah. Totally. It's Fugazi. <laughs> totally Fugazi. <laughs> yeah. So so those are my uh, my two funny things. Uh, other things have frustrated me this week. Um, Judge and Urshela didn't play in the game that they got bl- uh, had the debacle in. They had to rest. Rest. Now they have three. To which now they have three to see. with a possible fourth because they're not going to play on Saturday, from what I understand. Right. Here was a funny meme I saw. If Aaron Boone was Lou Gehrig's manager, Lou Gehrig wouldn't have a streak. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Lou, he's played for two weeks, so uh, we're going to sit him down. <laughs> what do you th- What do you think Joe DiMaggio's hit streak would be with Boone as his manager? What hit streak? You, you've had five days in a row. You had five good games. We're going to sit to the next one. All right, Joe? Have a good one. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, five games. Hit streak's over. Because, you know, it's easy to come back after a day off and just watching pitches from a dugout. Goodness gracious. Yeah. This is stupid. Load management. Speaking of stupid. What? Go ahead. Speaking of stupid, there's more baseball thing. As I was prepping the, the notes for tonight, I looked at the month of July. Not a single game on a Monday. One. So I guess that's officially a thing. There's one. No. One. No. There's not. I think there's one. There is no Monday game. I could have swore there was one. Like after the All-Star nope. break, there's a Monday. Nope. Oh my gosh, there's none. I'm pu- they do not play on Mondays in the month of July. We got a lot of August Mondays, though. Okay. What's wow. the main off day in August? Uh, there's a Friday. A Friday? Yeah, a Friday and a Wednesday. Friday the 13th and Wednesday the 25th. Off. So yeah, that, that, that's fun. Uh, AJ, we want to do who's hot, who's not? I know you love this part of the show. I gotta be honest, man. You 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 put a lot in that in that hot. Nobody's hot. There is not one person that's hot on this team. Statistically, there are some guys who are playing well. It's not translating into wins. Obviously, I they went one and five. This I know week. you're right. The two guys you you did statistically select, speaking, select, uh, yeah, they are good. So my hot players for the week: and... DJ Lemayhu, potential All Star this week, ten for twenty six, batting three eighty five in the last week, a double, a homer, eight RBIs. And two walks. And my boy, Miguel Andujar, 
seven for his last 21, batting 333, a double, a homer, and three RBIs. Still can't play the outfield. What did that get us? What did that get us? One in five. <laughs> one win. One in five. More contributing to the one in five week, we have our not hot candidates. AJ, you want to take the not hots? Yeah, our not hots go to our pitching staff, who we continuously said they're so good. Garrett Cole and Chapman. Garrett Cole was 0-1 with a 9 ERA. Five innings pitched, eight hits, six runs. Three homers, two Ks, six walks against the Red Sox on Saturday. And then Chapman. <laughs> Is that a real number? That's a real number. One hundred right off the internet, AJ. 108 ERA. Point, this week. Point one <laughs> innings pitched. A grand salami. I wish you had that one ready. Uh, yeah, I don't homer, have that. I don't even have homer ready. and three walks. He's awesome. <laughs> The only reason he doesn't have three blown saves in a row is because he had a triple play to help him one game. That's right. He's awful. Oh, hey, sticky stuff. That, How are we doing? That's another reason why we suck this week. We didn't turn any triple plays. That's it. You know what else we didn't do? <laughs> Win any games. There's a correlation. <laughs> <laughs> Can't win without the triple play. Can't win without the triple play. Well, I think you all understand the, the misery that we feel, and you're probably right miserable with us but don't worry we're here along each and every week here on the chase for 28 podcast coming up this week obviously we have hopefully some weekend baseball <laughs> some baseball <laughs> we've got the uh the mets later today july 3rd 105 out at the stadium mm-hmm. mastercard preferred pricing mm-hmm. if you care about that sort of thing mm-hmm. and then a double header mm-hmm. does it get any better on july 4th aj we're going to have double header baseball against the Mets. Nothing like seven inning it's games. It's George Steinbrenner's birthday. Happy birthday. It's also my wife's birthday. Hey. Happy birthday, King. Birthday, Caitlin. So that's exciting. Then uh, we hop on a plane, which is probably good that we don't have a game on Monday because we're going to head out to the West Coast for three games against the Mariners, July 6th, 7th, and 8th. So those will be fun to stay up late and watch because it's good to be on summer vacation and watch baseball late at night. Sure, that's, yeah. a, that's a hoot. And then uh, next weekend, while we will be recording on Friday, July 9th, while we're doing that, they will be in Houston for a weekend series against the Astros. Mm. And then uh, we will head into the All-Star break. And uh, I think we'll do a episode next week, and then maybe we'll do something on Monday, July 12th, or Wednesday, July 14th, give you some sort of little special mid-season report. We will grade these cats with a lot of Fs and set you up for the second half of the season post All-Star break. Uh, uh, just to tease that out a little bit, the Yankees come out of the break with four against the Red Sox and two against the Phillies. And then three more, and then four more against the Red Sox. AJ, this could be get very bad very quickly. Or we gain eight games in the Red Sox. You never know. You know Tim LaCastro. Like? Tim LaCastro. Me. <laughs> So let's have some fun. We have nine nine games between now and the All-Star break. What's the Yankees' record over those nine games? All right. Against the Mets, what do you got? I don't know his pitching. You know I do this all the time. I, I, I don't know. I, I know Stroman's pitching for the Mets. I know DeGrom is supposed to pitch for the Mets. I know Walker is supposed to pitch for the Mets. Um, it was supposed to be Walker and Montgomery tonight. Oh, okay. So that's probably going to be tomorrow. We might get a DeGrom-Cole matchup because of the rain. That's true. Could we? I don't know. I really don't care who's pitching. I don't care. Just either. predict wins and losses. Um, sure. Uh, let's see. Are we against the Mets? I'll just, I'll just say two and one. 
Why not? Two and one. Question. If they were to get swept by the Mets, then can somebody get fired? (laughs) The the hitting coach would be fired. (laughs) Bye, Marcus Timms. Maybe the pitching coach. AJ says two and one. Two and one against the Mets. I will also say say two and one against the Mets. Against Seattle. Arthur Johnson, what do you got? Arthur Johnson. (laughs) Um, Against Seattle. Seattle, I don't know. The Yankees are terrible when they go out to the West. Um, one, One and two. AJ says one and two. I'm taking notes. I will say two and one against the Mariners. And against Houston. Oh, just, the ground pitch the other day. Oh, we're not going to see the That's ground. good for us. I, I wanted to Do see a no-hitter. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass. Uh, All right, no, not Houston, no, we're, we're going to play by the rules. They, Houston, they, 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 nope, nope. We'll, Houston, we'll talk about Houston next week. Oh, Houston, we have a problem. Oh, Sounds like you're going one and two on that one. Oh, no. I'm going over. Over? So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll write it down now. AJ says a sweep at the hands of the Houston Astros going into the All-Star break. That's a three and six <laughs> record going into the All-Star break. Book it. All right. How about, how about this? I'll go. Oh, no, no. Oh, you said, all right. Three and six. Nope, I was going to say four and five. But three stone. and six. Three and six. And I will say against Houston, for some odd reason, hey, it doesn't mean anything. I, I would say they go down there and they will go uh, three and oh against the Astros, great to end the first half. I like your positive. So I have them going. I have them going uh, six and two, and you have them going three and three and six. Six. Yeah. After one and five, you're so positive they're going to turn the ship around going into the All Star break. They are reeling and they are hurting. That's baseball. That's baseball. That's baseball. Anything can happen. Tim LaCastro. Tim LaCastro. All right, let's do a little. Yankee trivia to to put a bow on this bad boy. Uh, AJ, who was the Yankees' first captain? I don't really know the answer to this. I was going to go Thurman Munson just because I knew he was the captain, but I don't know if he was the first captain. I don't I don't really know if there was exactly a captain before Thurman Munson. So I'm going to go with Thurman yes, Munson. Yes, there were. Oh, so I have no idea. Okay. Babe Ruth? It was not Thurman Munson. The first Yankee captain was Frank Chance. Chance was the team's captain in 1913, their first season as the Yankees. He held the title for one season. AJ, would you like to know the rest of the Yankee captains? Please tell me who they were. There you go. Roger Peckinpah was the second Yankee captain. He held the title from 1914 to 1921. And the third captain of the Yankees was George Herman Ruth. He was the third Yankee captain. But he was Yankee captain for five days in 1922. And that was it. Uh, followed, following Babe Ruth, we had Everett Scott, who clearly took over for Ruth after five days as the captain. Uh, then we have Lou Gehrig. Then after Lou Gehrig, we did not see another Yankee captain until Thurman Munson. Then Yankee captains include Greg Nettles, Willie Randolph, Ron Guidry, Don Mattingly, and El Capitan, Derek Sanderson Jeter. And those are your Yankee captains. Again, the first Yankee captain, Frank Chance. Bring that to trivia night. Not Chicken Hawks. He wasn't a captain. Not Chicken Hawks. <laughs> but Peck and Paul was. Shout out to Chicken Hawks. Peck and Paul was a captain. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> there you go. Uh, again, if you have opinions like we do and you want to share in the joy here on the Chase for 28 podcast, we want to hear from you. Email us feedback at chasefor28.com 
Still waiting for that first email. And again, the first person to send us a legitimate email, not just emailing us to say, hey, but you give us some legit feedback through the email, we will send you a Chase for 28 t-shirt. Also connect with us on Twitter at Chase for 28 pod. AJ, I'm really glad that people listen to this episode of the podcast. What can they do from here on out? Man, if you are listening to this show, you know what you can do. First, tell a fellow Yankee fan about the podcast. Word of mouth gets us really far. Then you can become a legend by visiting chase28.com slash legend. And finally, grab some Chase for 28 merch. We want to see you at the stadium wearing our merchandise with a big Chase for 28 on it. Check it out, chasefor28.com slash merch. And as always, follow us on Twitter at chase28pod. Thank you, Inspector Pistol, for your tweets and your yeah. love. Yeah. All right. Let's have a better week than last week. And quite frankly, almost anything will be better than last week. Can't get worse. Can't. Well, no, I guess zero would be worse. Yeah, zero would be worse. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week while the Yankees are in Houston. Let's go, Yanks. Come on. Let's do it. <laughs>